0: What is going on, guys? We are here on the guess what episode 10 of Faces the Podcast with Michael E. Wilson Jr. and JB. And episode 10 is special because episode 10 is official, last episode of the podcast. I wanted to cry very loudly, so I'm about to do it very right now. No! <laughs> So I'm going to open it up by saying it's been a pleasure to collaborate with you. My guy, yes. Um, as you guys know, when I first asked JB to do this is because he has done the Young Whipple Snapper podcast, one of the most entertaining talk podcasts I have ever heard. I had the pleasure of being on it twice, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, this guy asks amazing questions. He's super detailed. He's just a dope-ass dude, and I want to go on this particular mm-hmm. venture with someone with all those things. I was like, there you go, JB. And so, thank you so much for joining me on oh this journey. God, this has been and, a beautiful journey. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And now we're here to discuss the last story. Experience is Man, a must. Experience is a must in, in,
1: in life, especially what Mike just went through with this shit. This is crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. And you know the crazy thing about it is, well, what can, can it? I dive in? Yeah, go for it. So, you guys listened to it already. You know,
0: the experience is a must. Oh, they haven't listened to it yet. But if you just want to kind of start an idea, remember, we got to. This is just the intro. Sorry. He's excited, guys. Getting a little bit of hype here. Because
1: <laughs> these experiences that he's been through is just... Um, that last one, I hate that. Yeah. I hate those type of scamming things. Oh, man. So you telling me yeah. you getting the bread. Yeah. And I'm just working? Oh, man. Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. That I hate, I hate that shit. I ain't ain't gonna lie, I've never been caught up in that, but I've almost got caught up in that.
0: A a few pyramid schemes have knocked on my door. Say too many times.
1: I've had homeboys try to do that to me, like, bro, word. Yeah, it don't make no sense. Yeah. So then now you get money. Then now I have to start
0: start doing the same shit you doing. Yeah. I'm I'm good, beloved. Yeah. Appreciate you. I ain't gonna do it. Um, um, go ahead. So, no, no, I mean, no, that's that's a great way to introduce it. So, experience is a must is about three interviews I had, and mm. one of the interviews, um, ends up being not exactly what I think it is. Facts. So, how about we let them listen to it so that we can really dive in? Go ahead facts, man. All, All right, let's experiences. God bless. Experience is a must. I looked over at the man interviewing me, well, shaven, fit protein shake junkie his suit is too small i think i can see his nipples third interview today and it's only noon mr wallwash's smile was outrageous the kind of used car salesman wears right before he sells you the refurbished moss green hoopty with a cracked passenger window dented rims on both sides 79 honda ford When he smiled and said, it's 2013, (laughs) who test drives anymore? I felt an insincerity you can only get from a man taking advantage of you. Mr. Walwash looked like he could be about 6'3", sitting in his tiny leather chair. That's a whole five inches taller than me. Nearly 220 pounds, 50 pounds heavier than me. My hand was still numb from my introduction. Andrew, Mr. Walwash will see you now. First door on your left, his secretary said with a sincere smile this way okay thank you good luck she said still smiling i stood up and walked 15 paces and turned toward the ajar door he welcomed me in and extended his vice grip fingers perfect for curling coal. first a handshake then a smile he looked over my resume he seemed impressed i hope he would be i mean third interview today so andrew do you know what we do here he said maintaining the ridiculous grin Yes, you are a marketing firm. You recruit talent like myself to do operations on behalf of clients. I'm very interested. I I, I think you'll do great here. I stopped short and stared, somewhat bewildered. His grin dropped into a stale, flat, menacing stare. Finally, I thought, someone actually wants to hire me. I tried to fight the smile from my face, but I couldn't contest it. Joy overtook me. My third interview was already a success. The first interview was a complete letdown. Of course, I was late because my alarm never went off, set for 5.30. I woke up at 6 for a 7.45 appointment. It would take me exactly 42 minutes to shower, iron my clothes, brush my teeth, get dressed and eat breakfast. Then an hour and 7 minutes to get to Midtown for the interview. I would have to cut my stare at the ceiling routine, I've become accustomed to, trying to avoid becoming an obedient slave to social stratification and of course, adulthood. Without the chance to self-reflect or wallow, I left my house still feeling rather plastic like a little green army soldier. Just go with the flow, Andrew. When I arrived, the secretary cocked her head in either direction and looked concerned to me. You are the 745? Miss hmm. Maxwell was already seeing her 8 o'clock. Maybe we can push you to 805? She said in a rattling-in tone. I was surprised by an easygoing approach to dealing with tardiness. Yes, that would be perfect. Thank you. I took a seat and observed the waiting area. A young woman sat across from me, nervously fiddling with her fingers. An old woman said to my left, the older woman looked studious and important. She wasn't there for any entry-level position. A male Harley in his 20s said to my right, he wore the nicest tweed suit I've ever seen. He seemed young, but he definitely knew something about suits. I haven't had a suit in years. I wore black slacks, a button-up with a tie, and shoes to the interview. The bare minimum of acceptable business apparel. My laid-back swagger always got me over. I'm too cool for a sports jacket, seemed to say. The office had music in the background, probably to drown out the suffocated feeling of anxiety most usually felt before an interview. It was one of those pop stations that played Top 40 Electro Club songs. Poor choice. It was only eight o five 5 in the morning. Andrew, Miss Maxwell, we'll see you now, the secretary said. With a nod, I stood up and she pointed to the door just past her desk. The door was shut but had a small glass window. Through it, I saw a blonde woman with glasses rising out of her chair to shake the hand of the interviewing. Brown skin with big brown eyes, she looked like she was going for her first real job. As I opened the door, she walked down and gave me a smile. She got the job, she said without words. Just that smile. I entered the office. Miss Maxwell stood behind her desk. I extended my hand and shook it. Soft hands. We sat and she started the interview. Have you worked for a marketing firm before? Yes, I have. I did brand ambassador work with. She cut me up sharply. What is a brand ambassador work? She asked and looked up to me with confusion dispersed throughout her face. A brand ambassador is talent hired to represent a brand. They offer experiences where the public can interact with a product that arose to create awareness of a brand or a new product. For a moment, she stared at me. She seemed to be taking in my response and evaluating it like an android processing what it means to have human emotions. She tilted her head and looked searchingly at me as if I was lost, like I didn't know where I was going. Okay. That is not what we do here. Do you understand what it is that we do here? She said with a hypnotic stare. Her blue eyes were like lasers behind her lenses. She was stern. I kept my cool. Yes, you work for clients to expand their brand awareness. Correct. We do that by placing the brand in front of people. We work with clients to create campaigns that will sell their products. Sometimes this entails in store demos, but we usually partner with retailers to bring the product and brand into their location. Understand? Yes, I said, positive that was a perfect fit for the job. Well, according to your resume, you have no marketing experience, just sales, I'm really sorry to have wasted your time. With an earnest send up, she escorted me out of her office. Muddled, as I walked past the waiting area, I gave the secretary a faint smile. Nothing like Mr. Walrush's. Mine was weak and inconsiderate, like Miss Maxwell's. Mr. Walrush was serious. He picked up my resume once more and looked it over. He nodded as he read through the resume. Hmm, the long. His eyes cascaded down the page in his iron grip. So, Andrew, I want to move you along quickly. Are you interested in growing in the company? We have a lot of positions that need to be filled in the managerial level. Would that interest you? Yes, I'm looking to grow in the company. Please, tell me more. I was eager and so was he. He stood from his seat, 6'4", actually. He walked around the desk and sat on it. His gaze was heavy on me. Let's cut to it, Andrew. You can make a lot of money with this company. Doing what exactly? I thought. Okay, I said instead. We are looking for self-starters like yourself. We want to move you past a brand ambassador and put you in our HR office. You'll be recruiting talent. Does the AR position offer the same salary as a brand ambassador position? My question encouraged him to stand up and walk back to his seat. His steps were slow and heavy. He took a seat in his tiny brown leather chair and leaned over his desk. Well, that's up to you, Andrew. A brand ambassador pays 15, and now that's for comfortable people who believe in safety nets for our management group in H.R., we let you pay yourself. "'What?' he continued. "'Your earning potential is almost limitless.' I looked the office over. It didn't look settled in. A few pictures of his family on the desk, the walls were bare, not even a clock. Behind Mr. Walworth was a large window that exposed the parking lot. Not much of a view. Could my earning potential really be limitless here?' Located a few blocks from the Queen's aqueduct, nothing looked like money. The entire area was void of people on foot. There were only cars for a few miles in either direction. My job search led me to two Craigslist ads. The first ad was with a company looking for sales rep. The second put me in front of Mr. Walwash. The ads were rather vague, but I figured they would look to cast a wide net. Manhattan office, looking for sales reps, sales experience is a must, high school diploma, all better. Email us your resume to schedule an interview. The ad excluded the name of the company. and just had a map depicting its midtown location, only three blocks from my 745 appointment. I looked over my resume to make sure sales experience appeared on it three times. Drafting my email was a breeze, and I was confident about the callback. They scheduled a 10 o'clock interview with me. Enough time to sit down with Miss Maxwell and convince her that I was the best candidate. When she kicked me out of her office at eight oh seven, I was forced to wander around for two hours. In Midtown, the buildings are unrealistic. Skyscrapers mock the feeble men who worship them. Passer buyers were uniformed and monochromatic suits, skirts, shiny shoes, and sharp heels. They all carried leather sidekicks, purses and briefs. I marveled at how rigid and boring they all looked. I wondered when I'd be that boring. When I arrived at my second interview, the secretary did not smile. She didn't ask me my name or look up at me. She placed a clipboard on the counter, and said, fill this out, and turned toward her computer. She wasn't rude, just mechanic, like the monochromatic apparitions headed to work. The application was more of a personality assessment test. Instead of asking for my work history, they were more concerned whether or not I would bring a stranger's wallet to a police department, or if I think procrastinating served as a better motivator when dealing with deadlines and the use of time management. The questions were asked. Hypothetical inquiries only test the threshold of your imagination, not whether or not you were infallible. Maybe by 2050, digital applications run 3D simulators to better understand the infallibility ratio of prospective employees. Isn't sales experience enough? After I filled out the assessment test, I walked over to the secretary. Without lifting her eyes, she grabbed a test from my hand, placed it at the bottom of a pile of papers and said, Mr. Williams will see you in a few minutes. The wait wasn't long. Upon arrival, there were three other people waiting to be interviewed. They all sat with their backs straight, their eyes fixed ahead. The they were nervously tapping their fingers on their lap while I was hunched over a them. Every minute a person came from behind the desk and led one of us to one of three doors to be interviewed. The staff seemed happy. They grinned as they walked up to the candidate waiting area and said, Tiffany Kilas, George Lapis, Susanna Lee. The candidate smiled back and for a moment they seemed to relax. It was like watching old friends catch up after a quarantine. Capitalism was the occasion. Andrew? Mr. Williams said looking at me. I followed him into the second office and he asked me to close the door behind me. He had a heavy African accent and wore blue slacks with black shoes and a white button up with a red tie. His blue blazer was tossed across the back of his chair. He seemed as vibrant as his apparel. He spoke slowly and carefully. Andrew, I am very glad you could make it today. Did you find the office okay? Yes, I had an interview only three blocks away, actually. I hesitated to continue, realizing I should not have mentioned my other interview. I continue. Your office was easy to find. Thank thank you for seeing me today. How was your other interview, Andrew? His asking reminded me of a concerned parent. How much should I tell him? I I was late, but the interviewer still met with me. She decided I wouldn't be a good fit for the company, however. Oh, that's a shame. Well, Andrew, let's see if you'll be a good fit. First, I'll ask you some questions, and then I'll tell you about our company, okay? Sure. He looked me over, folded his hands, placed them on his desk. His fingers were long and dark. One of them sported a silver ring. There weren't any pictures on his desk. Office supplies, mostly. Andrew. He began with my name each time. What is the most important thing a job should provide for you? An opportunity to grow. Why, Andrew? Two can play that game. Well, Mr. Williams, I want the chance to move from entry level and into management. I do not like being stagnant. For a moment, he unlocked his fingers and rubbed his double beard. Either it never really grew or he forgot to shave this morning. Okay, Andrew. Why did you leave your last job, Mr. Williams? My last job was working with cheese slates. I polished and packaged stone slates for a small company downtown. It was a part time gig and there was no room for growth. He seemed to chuck wet my reply. I guess the idea that there were people who actually polished stones, wrapped them in tweed, and sold it to places like Walmart to serve cheese on was rather comical. The job wasn't that static. My co-workers and I spoke about politics and a punk movie while constructing perfect bows from tweed string. All right, Andrew. Why do you want to work for this company? I love sales, Mr. Williams. I'm very good at sales, and most importantly, I am great with people. I am also great at solving problems and providing a comfortable experience for the customer. Now hire me. That is good, Andrew. Do you have a copy of your resume? Yes, here you go. I handed it to him though, I hated the idea of bringing a resume to the interview. Your, your resume is the official zone and gatekeeper of your employment. It is the first line, the introduction. My presence is nothing more than a byproduct of my resume. You summoned me because my resume caught your attention. What more could my resume do for you now that I am here before you? A lot apparently. His eyes glided down the page and he shook his head disapprovingly. A sadness struck him. Andrew. I want to hire you, I do, but according to your resume, you have no sales experience. I- I'm sorry, I said, now looking as confused confused Miss Maxwell. What do you mean I have no sales experience? I see retail, but no sales experience. He read off all my experience dealing with sales, my sales associate position with Forever 21, my merchandising position with Banana Republic, and my selling position with Henry Bedell's. I suppose I thought he was joking. I, all I could do was stare at him as he scrutinized my resume. If you had any sales experience, I could hire you, but you have none, Andrew. Then why did you call me? Okay, was all I could get myself to say. Get some sales experience under your belt, Andrew. Then give me a call if you had any sales experience. I escorted myself out. Befuddled, I stood up, shook his hand, and left his office. If I had any self-experience, was he making a mockery of me? Mr. Walrus was a much more honest guy. I arrived at Mr. Walrus' office 15 minutes early. My interview with Miss Maxwell was a disaster, but my second interview can only be described as a science experiment. I'm sure Mr. Williams was studying me, testing me even. Mr. Walwish would be the honest one The one who paid attention to details And looked for capable employees The one who would offer them Potentially limitless earnings Eyes widened And his big grin crawled back onto his face Finally, third interview today Okay, I'm interested Please tell me more You seem like a popular guy Do you know a lot of people looking for work? I I do actually All my friends were jobless at the time Friday night dinners consisted of dollar pieces. They were the worst pizza in the city, hardly any cheese, and the blandest tomato sauce. Toppings were too expensive. If I could offer my friends limitless earnings, then we could definitely afford toppings. We'd be balling. Great. It works like this. He spoke, and I listened intently. We hire you, and you go out and hire your friends. Now, if you want the job, you'll have to pay a one time non refundable sign up fee of $200 to join the company. This fee will pay for your personal website and your business cards. For each friend you recruit, you make $50 from their non-refundable sign-up fee. So after you sign up four people, you make your money back. Now, you'll want to sign up at least one person a month to avoid the non-refundable monthly fee of $50. But that's only one person, so that's nothing. What you really want to do is recruit at least four people a week. It's easy, and we'll show you how. This sounds like a pyramid scheme, my mind seemed to say. I have to pay you to work for you, and all you want me to do is get more people to work for you? That is correct. But well, what do we actually do? Recruit. That's it. The more people you recruit, the more money you make. In my first week here, I averaged 10 to 15 people a week. I was making 500 to 750 a week straight out of high school. I am very confused, I admit it. What service will we provide here? Do we sell anything? None. No, we just recruit. Definitely a pyramid scheme. I don't think I'm the right candidate for this job. As I rose to my feet to leave, he made a final plea to me. I don't remember what he said, but he wasn't smiling anymore, nor was I. My face was still with cold even. I was pissed. I shook his hand mid plea and left his office. Three interviews today. And for what? So we are back. That was Experiences as a must. Actually also the longest story. That's about like a 17 minute story. So I hope you guys oh. enjoyed it before the soundscaping and other the stuff that happens there, the sound design. But JB, mm. what is up? Let's really uh, let's really get into it. Any thoughts or questions?
1: Yeah, you know, um thoughts Questions about this one, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But thoughts is like that interview process. Like I'm, I'm, I would, I would be terrified. It was trash. You know what I mean? Like I can honestly say I've been through three interviews. About three interviews your whole life. Yeah. Wow. Uh, one is summer youth. Okay. And the other one was for my last job, which was at a nonprofit. Gotcha. And here to come to to come to our our current um, employer now. Nice. Um,
0: How was the interview with our current employer? How did that go for you?
1: With here, yeah. Um, it was with the two individuals that yeah, 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 sub- yeah. the us now. Uh, one guy, you know, I know him a long time, so it was just like. You know, it was coming here and, and meet this other guy real quick. Gotcha. It was more formality yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Like I know, it was like you're... just this guy we're hiring. Cool. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and still that guy's guy. You know, to the best of my abilities. Um, that was and that was it. And it was the first. Power. I I, I could tell you right now my, my my job. Some of youth interview wasn't in, was like regular smegular. You know, you gotcha. used to it. Boom, boom, boom. But before I got my first job. My first job, I was trained on how to do interviews because I went to really? a, yeah, I went to okay. a tra- I went to a training school before I got into my profession. Now gotcha. So I went to a school. It's called ICD it for a Building Maintenance Certificate, and um, they train you on everything. You even got you up to date on reading math if you needed the help. Right. So boom, go there. I'm geared up. I did my three months. I did my three months internship. Nice. And now. You know, now they're looking for now. They're now they calling me for work. Okay. I'm talking. I thought I was going to be a millionaire. I'm geared up, nice suit on, ironed it before, practicing. Da da da. I know what I to say. That. I'm acting like this is going to be a six figure job, motherfucker. I know now. Walked in there, he was like, and I was young at the time. He was like, mm-hmm. so I just want to know where have you been for the past five years? I mean, four oh. years? I was like, oh no, I was in high school. <laughs> he was like, oh really? <laughs> oh okay, this interview is done. You're good. You got the job. I said, that's it. All this practice I was doing, all this paperwork. I'm reading my notes that I highlighted. What I'm supposed to say, how I'm supposed to posture myself. Shake his hand real hard. Hey, buddy, come on.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. I'm like, oh, I love that you came over prepared, over prepared, and and that you still got the job like nothing. That was
1: that was that was something that I would never forget. Like, and because just the preparation getting ready for And you probably went through the same preparation, getting And you say you, you did, you know. I'll,
0: I'll definitely tell you about my, my experience. You know
1: what I mean? Like, but you go into, to go into an interview spot, right, and you know I don't have the experience. Mm. Why are you calling me? Like, that would... So
0: here's the unless thing. Unless you're just trying to, like,
1: be like, you know what, I'm going to flip
0: a coin. So here's the thing about experience is a must. And I know we we just kind of listened to it uh, a minute ago, but... Talk to me. Uh... Every each one of the three jobs, I actually did have the experience. That's mm. the irony of it. So each one of the mm. three jobs was regarding some level of sales. Oh, right? okay, okay. And okay. so, like, I'm mentioning things like I literally sold uh, Ray-Ban glasses at a place called Henry Mendel's on Fifth Avenue. Mm. Um, I worked at Six uh, Saks Fifth Avenue for about six months. I worked at Forever oh, Twenty One. Sachs is like that. Uh, it's like the upgraded Macy's over in Fifth I Avenue. I know, but
1: you left there, my guy? Oh, yeah. that's You a, could have been the plug for the hood right dude, now.
0: Dude, dude. I was a, an assistant to a personal buyer, and that woman, I have to say, was an absolute total bitch. An assistant to a personal buyer. Yeah, so the personal buyer uh, position is a person who they have the different clients, and some of them were like really. Like, I, I remember when I was helping her, when she was helping a client who was like from somewhere in South America, super rich family, uh, like tall, beautiful lady type shit, mm. uh, may have been a model or something like that. And what she does is the person comes to her, they need clothes or whatever, and she helps style them and actually pull. She used me to pull the items from different departments and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. Okay. To literally get their whole wardrobe together. People walk out spending 50 k for an outfit. Her commission would be like 15, 20%, 25%. I don't really know what the commission was, mm-hmm. but that's how she got paid essentially. Gotcha. Uh, she would have the personal clients who she helped. And, you know, some of these are celebrities. So instead of them walking through the building, she just did that herself. Um, so, yeah, I worked at Forever 21 for a year. I, I was a visual merchandiser for Banana Republic and Soho for a year, uh, roughly a year. I was doing a shoe display over in the, the Banana Republic and Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had so much sales. And like associate experience, like it was ridiculous. And the thing was, is that when I went on these interviews, mm-hmm. um, really what you kind of get from them is that there's this like either brand ambassador aspect. Oh, actually, at the time as well, I've done brand ambassador work. Oh. One of the jobs I did was uh, write a writer from the Forever Twenty One. Um, at 42nd street, we did a brand ambassador event where we actually, uh, showed people how to use windows eight and mm-hmm. we actually had the tablets and stuff out there. I also did that at Brian park. My experience doing mm. sales and shit was extraordinary. Gotcha. Um, and the thing was, these jobs that I went to weren't necessarily all real jobs. Mm-hmm. The last one, you get that full effect by yeah. the end of the story, yeah. but the other two They were definitely like these weird middle ground kind of marketing, kind of like jobs for hire type of thing. And they had been so disconnected from actual sales, like working in stores and stuff like that, that they saw my work or they just saw me and Mm -hmm. just thought that I wasn't a a benefit for what they were trying to do. And that's what the bullshit was really about. Man. One thing I, I think... That might have been... I know that must have been stressful for you, too. But stressful as fuck. Dude, I was to looking for money. work so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of brain ambassador work was, like, temporary work. So, there was that. And I got a lot of those positions from the company I was working for called 24-7, like, Talent or whatever at the gotcha. time. And these were small gigs. So, mm-hmm. I'd work two weeks to two months to three months or whatever forever 21 was like the only forever 21 in banana republic were the only ones that were like i was working for the corporation gotcha all the other ones i was working for a hiring agency gotcha. and when you work for a hiring agency you don't get all those type of benefits and stuff like that you get like decent pay mm-hmm. some jobs are paying like 22 an hour at the time this is like i was like 22 yeah so that was like mm-hmm. a lot of money for me back then Facts. um but yeah <laughs> so it ended up being you know me going to these essentially not real jobs and trying to get something and dealing with these weird ass super, uh, interviewers. You know the crazy thing about it is
1: when you when you really want that bread and you go on an interview and it's just like, ugh, that is a real letdown, dude. That's a real letdown. Um, have I been? Have, have I ever declined? Have you ever declined in Like, you ever like, been been on a job and like been on an interview and I'm just like. Before they even started talking, you just walked out because you just knew the, vi- the environment wasn't for you.
0: Not quite, not quite. And I'm, I mean, in retrospect, I should have done that to all three of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the near future, that will be how I handle a situation. Yeah. Like good day, sir. Good day. Yeah. Pleasure seeing this place. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. Uh, and you had mentioned before, like kind of like my experience, especially like interviewing where you know where we work. Yeah. Uh, when I joined as a per diem um, I'm trying to remember how that went I think I actually met with oh well, he's not called. I think I met with Robert <clears throat> um, I think Robert was technically my first supervisor okay. except when I got hired he just didn't have anything for me to do so Ty and Dan gave me all this stuff to do that that's was just how that went um, but after they were like hey we don't have any more per diem hours for you which is bullshit but that's what happened mm-hmm. um, T called me in for an interview I interviewed with her with Lisa um, maybe Sarah Nicole there. I don't remember, but Lisa was there, and I remember Lisa was there because as soon as I left, Tyana called me and said, "When can you start?" And she told me that Lisa said, "I don't know if I want to marry him or adopt him." That's apparently a direct quote from Lisa after our interview. <laughs> now you know who Lisa is in our agency. <laughs> that shit still makes me Laugh to this day. <laughs> well, For the listeners,
1: I ain't gonna hold you. She probably she probably didn't have a um. My probably most realest friends are probably. Maybe. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: But for her to say that. Yeah, so I was gonna say for the listeners, Lisa is, uh, <laughs> I, I guess she's either approaching, yeah, she's approaching middle age, I'm pretty sure. She's close to 50, if she's not 50 already, right? 50 is
1: middle age? Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, the idea is that it's supposed to be like middle of 100, but no one lives to 100, so really 35 is middle age. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. live around 70. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so apparently, um, uh, she is a lesbian woman. She's like a short lady who likes to dress up kind of like in suits and stuff like that. Very professional. Um, and yeah, so the, 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 the knowledge that the marriage was ever on the table is just absolutely ridiculous mm, considering mm. she has no interest in men. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then the adoption thing is just funny. <laughs> <laughs> the the adoption thing I could probably go with. Yeah, but I'm definitely like when I joined the company I was like twenty eight. So I mean mm, we, not, we aren't even twenty years yeah, apart really. So it was just ridiculous. But either way, it was uh that's how I you ended up must joining. Have,
1: you went in there and handled your goddamn business, dude.
0: I mean, so when you were talking about like prepping and stuff like that, I've never really mm. one one interview okay. I ever prepped for with Zara. Um, I love the brand. I went in, uh, supervisor took some time to meet with me. We sat down, we had a great conversation. And he's like, Yo, uh, thanks for like really taking the time to meet. We don't have any open positions right now, but I'll hold on to your resume. And like we really jammed and shit. Mm. And I was like really looking forward to hearing back. What motherfuckers didn't call me back. Jesus Christ. And that was like I learned about where like their products were coming from and shit like that. Like I studied. The funny thing about, I want to say, working where we work now, is even with that interview, I pretty much just went in like, hey, yeah, no, I did this, that, and the other. Nice (laughs) to meet you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my personality just got me hired because I knew nothing about the agency. Gotcha. Um, And, yeah, I mean, everyone I know who's kind of working somewhere, especially people who were, like, working fields they really love, really happy, someone either pulled them in. Yeah, usually people pull them in. Like, I, I almost... Which this becomes a conversation about meritocracy, about like really earning your position and mm-hmm. And I find that people who are kind of really doing certain things, it's just friends mm-hmm. or or former coworkers, yeah, or, you know, former roommates, like whatever. People are pulling people in. It's I see very little. I saw how good your work is, mm-hmm. and I want to hire you based on that. Yeah, yeah, much those more days is over. You know, maybe maybe you see, because as friends and, you know, former coworkers and stuff, you do see that, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as, like, kind of a blind, you're in front of me type of thing, yeah. I really see people get hired in, like, higher positions just based off a of pure resume or pure skill. Yeah, you you
1: got to, you know, somebody told me when I was younger, you got to know people. Yeah. The power of who
0: you know will get you far. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, you know what I mean? It's not like back in the days, you know... I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's ever been that. Not that. I think it's always been that. It's always been a power. For, a power of knowing somebody. Yeah. Well, so, you know what?
1: I'm, I ain't gonna lie. Like, you put you if you got enough. If you got enough experience in what you do and what you like, hopefully somebody give you that call. Yeah. Um, it is. It is who you know and who you get because shit, it happens in our job. You yeah. know what I mean? Yo, who you know? I right, send them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we might take some, some people off off in lead or whatever like that, but shit. Yeah. But And again, at, the higher up
0: the, the position, definitely more, because we see that a lot when um, they want to, and I don't love it, but when they want to uh, either promote somebody, they create a position, mm-hmm. or if they have a position open, They're they pull 100% in-house. Um, and again, like, there's there's reasons for it, and I, I do appreciate it to some degree, Uh, But then, to another degree, you put out a position on Indeed or whatever because Mm -hmm. legally you have to, but you had no intention of hiring outside the agency. So it's like, that part is weird. Like, I think there needs to be some sort of legislation that allows for that, uh, but also doesn't get other people's hopes up.
1: And I also think people just don't want to deal with the unknown. Yeah, but of just hiring somebody from outside in and just dealing with them. They'd rather be dealing with somebody that they're comfortable
0: with fair fair, fair. you know what I
1: mean like me personally well, as
0: someone who wants to pivot really much like mm-hmm. I, I, I fight on it mostly because like in the search for work the idea would be that I sent out a bunch of resumes but Correct. this conversation would imply that I just need to be networking with more people yeah, you yeah, get what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like there needs to be a level of transparency so people know what to do to really get the role they want gotcha. I think that's my problem that's a fact
1: yeah that's a fact love that love that one but the last one. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Had a lot of
0: fun with the the sound design in that one. Did some accents to yes, some voices. Lord. Did you, you like my lady voices? Man,
1: do You know, what? first of all, Let's just let's just have a, a a beautiful conversation about how how throughout the book you've changed your accent for several roles. I mean, throughout this book, what can I say? Very talented, talented, motherfucker. talented <laughs> handsome black man. Wow. Okay, sitting on a black couch. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ain't got to do all that, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> but um, definitely how you switched the roles. Definitely how you added in. You added all the sound effects. You added everything by yourself. Like this is this is crafting at its best. Thank you. It's the same thing. Like okay, people say, is it hard to do a podcast? Um, no, it's not hard, but it's a lot of hard work.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Um, you know, um, it's it's just a lot. It dep- if you have thirty people in there. If you're not hiring people, if you're not paying people for your stuff. You're going to have to put in the work. And then this one makes me love this book. You see somebody, they put in all the work. They writ the book. I mean, they're, they're, they're putting in all the sound effects. They're doing all the audio for the book. That's hard work.
0: I'm pretty dope, guys. He's amazing. <laughs> That's a lot I of work. It, man.
1: Know the game. You uploading. You you uploading stuff on Instagram. You you making sure this drops drops on a certain day so that people can listen to it. So yeah. Listen. You know what I mean. It's a lot that goes into it. You know I mean? I, And I appreciate Mike for getting a podcast going about the book, and not only that, writing the book. Yep. And making us feel, making us hear him, feel him in this book it's just beautiful man beautiful shit yeah, good shit man I, I, I
0: seriously appreciate that I seriously appreciate that and with that said uh, I mean I know I gave most of the thanks in the opening but again it's been an absolute pleasure collaborating with you Word. looking forward to more YWS podcast episodes YW. yeah you know what I ain't gonna I'm, I'm gonna get into it I hope I mean I know I've been like pressuring you but legit when you're ready when it's right for you you do it that's, that's just yeah. what it is it goes back to our conversation in the last episode yeah. about trusting yourself when you can trust that you can put the time that you truly want to put into it, that's when you do it. Uh, but know that the listeners of Faces of the Podcast, mm-hmm. the former listeners of YWS, uh, and uh, people all over the world who has not had the pleasure of hearing your voice yet are looking forward to you returning when you're ready to.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to return soon. Um, I, you know, after to come back from vacation, I'm going to return. I'm going to have some stir written now. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm going to hopefully try to get some of these people to, you know, these Caribbean people. I'm going to try to have them come and do a little interview. Nice. They might not want to do the interview with me because they don't know what else. They might not know what that is. What's a podcast? I'm but sure they I... know podcast. No. No? No. I don't.
0: You got some country family. I do. Nice. Okay.
1: I'm, I have family that can live in the wild. Okay. Seem like I can. That's actually very cool. But love you guys. Look forward to being back and doing another doing another great journey with Mike again. You know, Absolutely. What, 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 Let's collaborate in the future. Facts. You know what I mean? If anybody wants to come with us to this amazing trip we're gonna go to, we're gonna have one it's gonna be like a uh, uh, what's one of them? Pop a pop up podcast? Like they have like a pop up show, a pop up a yeah. pop up podcast is gonna be a location where we're gonna be flying to. You could come with us, ladies only. <laughs> I, guys this is new. For I'm Mike like, I'm
0: like what did you talk about
1: <laughs> for Mike you know what I mean we're gonna have like a nice you know powwow you know what I mean ladies mm. pop out you know listen if you and if you had these experiences write back yeah you know comments
0: actually with that said um so I was very um apprehensive about writing a book let alone sharing these stories some of these stories are years years old um and I finally kind of was like influenced by some people in my life to actually you know, create a book and publish it. And I was like, you know, I'll just publish it myself. I'm not even going to try to you know, go through the regular uh, publishing route. Mm. And maybe you have been wanting to write your story. Maybe you have been wanting to share some stories that you've written. Maybe you want to write poetry or perform. Just do it. Um, literally one of the beautiful things I learned from Big Magic, being a person who's been open to creativity and inspiration, Um, But I still learned it from Big Magic, nonetheless, is that nobody cares. And that's not an insult. Nobody cares by way of you might think that, you know, it won't be good enough or you might think that, you know, it's not worth it or whatever. The fact of the matter is you you just do it. You just do it. You put it out in the universe and whoever's supposed to grab will grab. So I just want to influence and inspire anybody listening. If you have something you want to create, doesn't have to just be writing or a poem just create it because it's going to land somewhere uh, even if that is just one person or sometimes just for you because sometimes just mm. doing it will help you release whatever things you might have pent up creativity is great for that as well so i just want to influence you guys to go for it with that said uh i am the real mike wilson aka michael e wilson jr thank you for joining us on the journey through faces and i will be in touch with you guys about the next podcast that i'll be doing and jb who are you
1: jb YWS Podcast You know um, You can hit me up At Instagram YWS Podcast 1 uh, You know Just boy Jermaine Jermaine B Host of the well, you know, YWS Podcast You can this Up a podcast It's coming back It's coming back I gotta get my shit together Boy just turned You know He just turned another higher number In the, in the 30s And
0: yeah.
1: You know It's about to get This shit going man It's about that time
0: Still He's look good though man Still look good
1: man Aging like wine Black, black don't crack <laughs> You
0: know have black folks too. <laughs> Alright So, again, we appreciate you guys. You guys have a wonderful everything. And hopefully I will see you guys in the next podcast. Take care. Later.